Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At Lifehacks LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. What's up, LA Hackers? This is your host, Stefan, and welcome to episode number 86 of the Lifehacks LA podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the return of one of the largest annual events. It came back in 2021 after taking 2020 off for obvious reasons, and that's the incredible OC Fair. I just went recently, had a really great time, so I'm going to break down the experience in this episode so that you can check it out as it's only around for about a month. And I'm also going to share a special little hack at the end of the episode for a day at the OC Fair. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And also just wanted to throw in a note that I know I've been a little inconsistent with the podcast recently. I've been crazy, crazy busy on the Instagram and other parts of the Lifehacks LA brand. But I am going to jump into it. I've had people message me and ask me what's going on. So I'm going to do try to get back to a weekly episode, but at the very least two a month for sure, 100%. It's just, uh, you know, it can be time consuming finding good guests and and, and uh, arranging everything and, and getting on the same, same schedule when you've got a million other things going on. But no more excuses. I will try to push out one a week again, if not at least two a month. All right, guys, enjoy this episode as we break down the OC Fair and its return to our area in 2021. And I'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. What's going on, guys? This is Stefan. So it's summer 2021 here in Los Angeles as I'm recording this. And a lot of the big events are coming back that we missed out on in 2020. Not all of them, but some of them are coming back. And we are having a couple setbacks here and there as I'm recording this conversation for with you today. But for the most part, there's a lot of big events that have come back that we did not see in 2020. One of the biggest is the OC Fair. So the LA Fair is not happening in 2021, but the OC Fair is. So the LA Fair generally took place after the OC Fair. The OC Fair traditionally is um, in July and August, and then the LA Fair is after that, I think in September or August to September. I'm not, I, I don't remember exactly, but they decided not to go forward with the LA Fair. And something interesting I just read uh, when researching this episode is they're actually changing it. So the LA Fair is coming back in 2022 but they're changing the months. So they're going to have it in May, which I think is a really good thing because it'll be much cooler. I think one of the biggest challenges with these fairs is that it can be super, super hot. You're out there all day. So look for the LA fair to come back in 2022 in May, but it's not happening this year. So we're going to talk about the OC fair, which I just recently went to um, just a couple days ago. So uh, it's fresh in my mind so I can share it with you. I can tell you it's back and it's bigger than ever the OC fair I've been there maybe four or five times we usually go there every other year or so and this one was as incredible as any one that I can remember their theme this year is time for fun and we had a ton of fun so the first thing you got to realize about the OC fair if you haven't been there or, or to the fairgrounds is that it's over 150 acres it has dozens and dozens of rides Dozens and dozens of carnival games, farm animals, live music, and over-the-top food. So it's it's a really huge event. 
it's definitely the biggest crowd I've been in. Well, yeah, it's bigger than the crowd I was at. I went to Disneyland as well, well, California Adventure a few months ago. And between those two, definitely the biggest crowd that we've been in the last year and a half. So it was kind of interesting. Um, but let, let's just go over some of the basics. So the OC Fair started July 16th uh, for 2021, and it runs until August 15th. So it's about a month if you, if you want to go check it out. Um, you've got about a month to do it. For the cost, it's um, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, it's $12 uh, for adults, $7 for kids, and kids are 6 to 12, and then 5 and under are free. Now, for Friday and Sunday, it's not that much different. It's $14 instead of 12 for adults, and all the other stuff's the same as far as the kids' prices. So just a $2 difference between um, the Friday and Sunday price and the Wednesday and Thursday for adults. Now, like many things that are going on, many events, you need to reserve online this year. You cannot buy at the door. So you just go to their website and you can uh, reserve your ticket online. You have to reserve for a certain day and you can't change it through them. So if you accidentally reserve the wrong day, then or you need to change it, you have to contact Ticketmaster and I'm not sure how accommodating they'll be. So you want to um, make sure that you pick the day that you actually want to go when you reserve the tickets online because um, they're going to ask you which day you want it for. Uh, so let, let's continue with some of the basics here. So um, like I said, I just went recently, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. We parked in their parking lot. I believe it was $10 to park there. Um, some of the other people that met us there, they said something about parking across the street, but, um, I don't know, even parking in the parking lot, it took a while to get to the entrance. So, uh, I didn't mind paying a little bit and just, um, not having to walk as far because we were walking all day. Now the crowds, they said that they had limited capacity. Um, like I said, we go almost every year and it did seem a little less crowded than normal. But there's still lots of people there. I mean, there's let's not make any mistake about that. There's a ton of people there. So if you're nervous about COVID or um, you're just not wanting to be in huge crowds because you haven't been in a year and a half, then it's probably not right for you. You're probably not going to want to go. Or if you if you do go, I would recommend maybe a weekday, um, go super early and then just kind of see um, how you like it. It didn't really bother me too much. I mean... I feel like I can still keep a little bit of space between people. And to be honest, it was kind of nice to be around a lot of people again at a, at a huge event like that, but everyone's different. So just that caveat is um, if you do go, even though they're saying it's limited capacity and I'm sure it is, uh, there's still a ton of people there. So let's talk about the rides um, to get on the rides. Of course, carnival rides are some of the craziest things you can do at the OC fair and they did not disappoint this year. Um, but for the tickets, if you want to, if you want to, um, get the tickets to the ride, they have these ticket stands throughout the entire fairgrounds. And then you go and you buy your tickets there. Um, they're like ATM style now, which is good and bad because some people, you know how it is like the guy, the person right in front of you is going to be the person who doesn't know how to use technology and you're just sitting there waiting. So I noticed the lines were super long later in the day and every one of those we walked by, even though there's, there's a ton of them everywhere, but we bought early in the day and you know, I didn't have to wait. I only, there was only like two people ahead of me. So if you plan on riding a lot of rides, my recommendation would be to 
buy all your tickets at once so you don't have to wait in line again to buy more. And if, and uh, later in the day, it's going to be a much longer line, most likely. So the thing with the uh, tickets is they're not just for the um, rides. They're for the carnival games as well. So like on the Midway, when you play those games to win prizes, they now have this handheld device that each person has, and they scan your ticket. So they have that for their carnival rides, but also the games as well. So, um, yeah, and they, they go pretty quickly. So, I mean, I think I spent $80 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they went pretty quick. So, you know, each ride or each game charges a different amount of tickets, but I, you know, like a hundred tickets went by pretty fast. So, uh, keep that in mind. It doesn't cost a lot to get into the OC fair, but you're probably going to be spending a lot of money if you want to go on a lot of rides or you want to play a lot of games. Uh, let's see there. So getting back to the, um, the, uh, the games, if you, if you have a kid with you or, you know, maybe you're on a date or something and they, they want to, they want you to win a prize for them. Um, some games are a lot easier than others to do that. So my kid really wanted this Pokemon character. I think his name is Charmander or something. And he wouldn't leave me alone until I got him this daggone thing, right? So I went to one game that I'm usually really, really good at, but you're competing against a bunch of other people. It's the water one where you um, go towards this target and you got to make your light go to the top. I usually kill it at that, but um, for some reason, I you know, we had a bunch of people competing with us. So uh, twice in a row, didn't win that one, even though I came in second both times. So I was like, oh, forget it. So I started looking around for um, other games. And, you know, there's only a few that had that character that he wanted, the Charmander character. But then I found this other one and it was like uh, super easy. I mean, basically it's a balloon behind some needles and you just have to hit the balloon. And so I was able to get him that because, you know, I didn't want to spend hundreds of dollars trying to play these games to to win them this you know twenty dollar toy but uh yeah so just so so if you uh if there's a specific toy that your kid wants don't just settle on um on one game look around for an easier one or one that you're good at so um when it comes to rides the first ride we did if it's considered a ride was that ski lift thing over the whole park now that's really cool because you get to see the park from, it takes you from one side to the other and you kind of get a bird's eye view of everything that's going on and there's a lot going on, but, um, you know, we were able to see things that we didn't know were there. And then we're from above, we're like, okay, we're going to go back and check that out. Um, kind of the weird thing about that ride is that it's not really like a roller coaster or it's not twisting or turning you or anything. It's just basically a ski lift over the, um, park and you're really high up but that one kind of freaked me out because it doesn't feel like you're really all that secure like you're not inside of any type of um, compartment you're basically just sitting out in open air and the lap band is on top of you so it feels like if especially if you're a skinny person that you could kind of slip out and then you're looking directly down so i'd say the first two or three minutes um, until i got used to it i was i was like oh man it's a little creepy uh, or a little freaky, but, um, got used to it pretty quickly. And, um, it was a good time after that. Um, by the way, that thing is one way. So when you, you, you need your ticket to scan, it takes you one way, but if you want to go back, we ended up walking back, but if you wanted to take it back, then you'd have to scan another. And I think it was like 14 tickets or something. So it's not cheap. Um, as far as rides, 
one I remember us doing is the crazy coaster. That one was a lot of fun. So um, I went with my wife and son, you know, if it's three people. And that's the one that basically takes you in this little, uh, you're like a, in a singular car. So you're not attached to one long roller coaster. And then you go up and down a roller coaster just like you normally would. But then it also goes backwards and it kind of spins around. But it's a lot of fun, but it's not too crazy. You know, I don't like the roller coasters that jerk your neck. Um, uh, you know, th- those drive me crazy. Like if you if you've ridden the goofy one, man, that thing, <laughs> it's not that big of a crazy roller coaster, but it kind of just jerks your neck. So, um, yeah, that one's that one wasn't like that. It was a lot smoother. So crazy coaster. Shout out to that. That was a fun ride. I did the ice jet, which is lots of fun. It's basically like these two little cedars that just whip around in a circle. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, um, but they've really made it crazy. I mean, I remember this ride from when I was a kid. It was kind of basic. You just get in there and, you, and it just whips you around as fast as it can in the circle. But now they've got it like they've got music bumping. It feels like you're in a club. And then they've got this um, the Ice Jet one version of this ride. Um, it has snow and cold air that comes in and people are screaming and it, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. That thing flies, man. When you're, when you're going around in that circle, it feels like your thing's almost going to fly off. So that one was a lot of fun. Now that's probably the craziest rides I went on. I, I didn't go on that many. Um, but some of the people I was with, they went on a ride called G force. It's hard to describe, but it's probably one of the top one or two craziest rides there. Uh, just Google G-Force ride and you'll see it on YouTube, but, um, you know, it's, it's too hard to describe, but it's definitely one of the top scariest rides there. And, and, um, you know, it goes so high and spins so fast. It's, it's really, it's really crazy. So if you're a thrill seeker, then look up G-Force. Um, that's probably going to be one of the rides you want to check out if you're into like, um, outrageous carnival rides. Okay, so let's talk about food. I mean, so many people go to the fair just for the food because it's an Instagram foodie's dream. I mean, there's just this, uh, you know, huge list of deep fried mashups that look crazy in pictures and videos. So people like to go there and take pictures of and try food that you would never, ever try. And uh, I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to read some of these off to you. I'm going to describe some of these to you. So, so, I mean, there's there's the favorites that are always there, like fried Oreos, giant turkey legs, and, um, you know, have pineapples. That that, that stuff is um, always there. But now they just keep introducing new, crazier things um, because it's just kind of come become part of the fun of going to the fair. So one I saw was a hot Cheeto and cheeseburger. Um, there was... Uh, Buffalo mac and cheese waffle cones. So these are some like really outrageous <laughs> combinations. Now I saw a taco de lengua, which, you know, for some people isn't that strange, but, uh, y- you know, I don't think that's super common for Angelinos to try, uh, tongue tacos, which is basically what that is. It's a uh, beef tongue, um, deep fried hot dog bites, cannoli nachos so cannolis like a uh, italian dessert and they've turned it into nachos uh they have these egg rolls they're deep fried and stuff with mac and cheese or bacon and cheese so uh, they're kind of like pizza roll snacks from when you were a kid but uh yeah it's just just some really crazy stuff of course hot cheese is um popular with um 
at these fairs. So they had hot Cheeto and cheese pickles. Um, anything you can put hot cheese on, you can probably find there. Um, some of the desserts are over the top, like that a buffalo brownie. So this brownie gets dipped in batter, fried, doused with spicy buffalo soft sauce, and served with ice cream. So it's really kind of crazy. Uh, another weird dessert they had was uh, chicken lumpia with ice cream. So lumpia is this um, Filipino-style spring roll that's really, really good. But, you know, this one they put on a scoop of uh, vanilla ice cream with it, which you wouldn't think goes together. But uh, this is the kind of thing that you'll find at the fair. So that's just a small sample of some of the crazy foods you'll find there. Honestly, I saw some people just taking a few bites and then... Um, you know, they're, they're mostly just doing it for the pitcher, but some people seem to enjoy what they're eating. So yeah, you really have to take your shot on that one because I, I can't vouch for any of these. I mean, I, I'm not into eating that crazy, crazy stuff, but I think the craziest thing I had was a turkey leg, but, um, I, yeah, I had more normal stuff. For example, I had, uh, Texas barbecue and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, it was much better than I was expecting for fair food. I mean, I've had Texas barbecue in Texas, and I'm not saying it's that level or anything, but it was pretty damn good considering it was fair food. Uh, later on, I also had tacos, and they were really good as well. So normally I think of fair food as junk food, desserts, fried, everything. But if you want an actual meal, I think you can find something pretty good. At least that was my experience. Um, the two I had were pretty decent, the tacos and the barbecue. My kid also had a pizza. That was good. I had a bite of that. And my wife had a Pink's hot dog, so the famous Pink hot pink's hot dog was there and she had this hot dog that had pastrami on top i don't know if that's one of their normal hot dogs where they did it for for this fair but i had a bite of that and that was really good as well so that's probably the craziest things we had um for dessert i just had dipped ice cream so i'm not a huge dessert person but i loved dipped ice cream when i do indulge and i think it's more of a nostalgia thing from when i was a kid but if you don't know what that is it's basically like um an ice cream on a bar or on a stick uh, let's say vanilla, then they dip it in chocolate and then they dip it in either more chocolate like chips or they do peanut butter. So I did a chocolate, chocolate, uh, peanut dip, not, not peanut butter, um, peanuts. So, ch uh, vanilla ice cream, chocolate dip and peanuts. That was enough for me. That was pretty amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't go crazy on the food like most people. And, um, especially not the, the desserts, but I do love to drink. So let me explain that whole situation for you. Um, first thing you have to know is there are a ton of places to buy beer and wine. And I also saw frozen margaritas and micheladas, but for the most part, you can find beer and wine everywhere. Um, those frozen margaritas and micheladas, they were only in a few places. Now, what's cool is no matter where you buy the drink, you can walk anywhere on the grounds with it. So you're not limited to um, you know, like it, some of these amusement parks and stuff, you go into a restaurant, you buy a drink, you have to buy it, you have to drink it in there, but an alcoholic drink, but this felt like Vegas. I mean, you can just walk around with it. So that, that's really cool. I really appreciated that. Um, something important to note about drinking is you have to find a person that's wearing a blue shirt and they have these white wristbands that you need to wear. So they don't cost anything. You just show them your ID. And you get a white wristband, and that basically means you can um, buy a drink from anywhere because you're over 21. 
And it's, it's pretty nice because then once you have that, you don't have to go to each bar and show your ID. But, um, anytime you go to get a drink, they're going to look to see if you have that wristband. If you don't have it, then you won't be able to buy a drink. But every place that they serve a drink, there's usually a person right there and you'll spot them. They have a blue shirt on and they're holding a bunch of white wristbands. You just show them your ID and they'll get you the wristband that you need to go drinking. So I was there pretty much all day and I had a few wine, uh, some wine and a few beers. If you want more of the craft beers, I would say go towards where the live music is as those bars usually had better beers. You know, they didn't just have like, um, Budweiser's and that type of beer. I've noticed that the near where the live music is, those bars usually had uh, more choices. Let's see. So like everything else, lines were seemed to be much better in the morning, but as the day got longer, um, the lines got longer. So after 2 PM, I noticed a big difference in the beer lines. I mean, before that you could get a beer in maybe five minutes, but then, you know, they, those beer lines just started getting longer and longer. All right, let's talk about other types of entertainment. So they have a lot of entertainment there at the fair. I mean, too many to list. And, uh, you know, there's just so much going on. Um, the big thing is live music. They have some inside sound stages where you go and you sit in a seat and you watch the show. But then they also have these little stages spread throughout the, the grounds where you can just go near it and listen, you know, while you're eating your food or having a drink. And there's usually bars and food nearby, so you don't have to walk far. And, you know, the bands I heard were all pretty good. They're, they're usually like cover bands. And then I think they have bigger bands at night with ticketed shows. I didn't look that much into that, but I, I saw a couple signs. So I think for those, you have to pay extra, and then you go to like a more popular band or, or a well-known band. Uh, besides live music, they also have a ton of other entertainment I mean, um, one cool thing is there's this line of carnival performers parading through the park um, pretty much all day. And they're dressed up, you know, in the carnival clothes, uh, clown outfits, and they're walking on stilts and, and riding these crazy um, vehicles. They're doing backflips on the stilts, and they're really entertaining, really amazing to watch. So it was kind of cool to watch them go throughout the park and, you know, all these kids start following them. So that was a lot of fun. So keep a lookout for those guys. They're really talented. Uh, one other form of entertainment, we watched a pig race inside of a small stadium. That was a lot of fun as well. So basically they have these pigs line up and they jump these hurdles and, and do this race and they do like, um, three different, um, heats of it. And that was about an hour. And, uh, you know, that was cool. It was under a shaded stadium. Um, it was like an outdoor stadium, but the part where you sit was shaded. So that was a lot of fun. That was kind of um, impromptu. We just saw it was going to start in five minutes, ran in there right before they closed the gate or, um, you know, roped it off and saw a pretty entertaining show. So you never know what you're going to find there. Um, let's see. I also, you know, there's just random stuff you see. Like I walked by a stage with a hypnosis performing and, you know, he drew a large crowd, you know, where they get a bunch of people up on stage and he hypnotizes everybody. I didn't really stay and watch it, but um, that seemed to be very popular. Uh, let's see. So yeah, they have random shows going on. I think if you, um, look at their schedule and you want to see a certain thing, then you definitely want to check that out. But also you can have a good time just kind of walking around and you'll come across these crazy shows. Now, lots of people go to the fair for the farm animals. That was definitely very limited this year compared to past years. I didn't really see any petting going on. Um, you could still walk through the farm part 
um, through this garden that they have and, and look in the pens and they had some cows and pigs and stuff, but it definitely was not, um, the level of spin in the past where that was like a big part of it. Um, let's see when it comes to the heat. Um, if the heat bothers you, you definitely want to go right when they open at 10 AM. You know, of course it's going to get hotter as the late day goes on, but at least you can do a lot of the stuff that you want to do out in the sun, uh, earlier in the day, or you can go later. So, if you go at like 6 p.m. to close, then, you know, you're not going to get a lot of heat. Now, that's a whole different experience. I mean, I wouldn't bring little kids at night. That's more for uh, younger people and people having more of a, like a party atmosphere. And that's where a lot of the live concerts happen. So, um, but, you know, consider that if you want to go at night so that the heat doesn't bother you. Yeah, so that's about all I have. So yeah, it was a great time. Took the family. Um, OC Fair is back in 2021. I definitely recommend you check it out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I do have one more special hack for you. Uh, so stay tuned to the end, and I'm going to share that with you. But I highly recommend you check out the OC Fair in 2021. It's nice to have it back. It's one of the biggest annual events we have in the Southern California area, and it was just awesome to have something like that back in entertaining everyone and everyone having a good time. So check out the OC fair and check back after this episode for my special little hack for you. All right, guys, take care. And I'll talk to you again soon. Hey, what's going on guys. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that episode on the OC fair and its return in 2021. All right, let me jump right into my special hack for you because I think it's a good one. It's something I discovered by accident while we were there at the fair. So if you plan on going, then you definitely want to pay attention to this one. All right, so one of the biggest challenges of the OC Fair, LA Fair, is the heat. So you're there all day long and, you know, it can be hot. It's in the summer and, you know, a lot of people complain about the heat. Um, they'll either go really early or go late at night, which you can do. And they also have these fans throughout there, for, throughout the fairgrounds where, uh, you know, they're kind of like mist fans and you can go underneath there. They've got some shaded spots, but, you know, there's a lot of people there. So you're competing for that. But we discovered, uh, again, by accident, this little hack for how to get cool. So there's a, a wine hall. You can just Google it before you go. And it's kind of like a wine food court. It, it's outdoors, but it has um, shaded covers. And it's not crowded in there because people, you know, they'll see the sign that says it's about wine. So people, only people who are interested in drinking wine will go in there. So there's, there's not that many people in there. But when you go in there, there's tables and it's shaded and it's much cooler in there. So um, you can grab your food. You can grab drinks from another spot if you want to get beer or whatever and just go in there and eat there and cool off so um i'm trying to remember what it's by it's by it's by the farm and it's by the uh oh god oh, centennial hall yeah so it's over by centennial hall but just google um wine garden oc fair or wine courtyard and it's a nice little way to cool off as it gets hot um just grab your food and eat it there i mean if you're trying to eat your food outside you're going to have a challenge for a table most of the tables aren't shaded and um, that's a nice little hack just just go over to the wine garden people are going in there who are mostly interested in wine and they don't realize that you can bring your own food and drink in there and eat one of the tables there all right guys that's all i got for you this week i hope you go out and enjoy the oc fair in 2021 because it's back it's better it's bigger than ever and we had a great time i'll see you next week and thanks for listening bye